I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hi. Hello. This is Here's a Crazy Story, a podcast from The Overtake where we tell crazy true stories. I'm Robin. I'm Abby. I'm Rick. You jumped straight in there then. Yeah, oh, I good. looked at you and I was like, was he No, ready? I'm going he's for ready. it. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you show even a moment's weakness, yeah, then, will pounce yeah. and crush you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so sorry we missed a week. We couldn't, oh, it was too hectic to organise mm. and we didn't do it. Sorry. Uh, but, but the, the no. Halloween episode was like a double bill. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It was double strength. Yeah. Um, you needed a break so. from us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, the story's good. I missed it. You should listen to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I will listen to it, but you won't. can <laughs> tell me whether the stories um, were good the stories, or not. We actually yeah. all got chills from Lucy's story. Yeah. And I told Lucy's story and it gave me chills as I was telling it and I'd read yeah. it about four we times. Like, okay, um, I'll listen to that one. Uh, we did, the problem was beer was involved, which I think, oh, we've got beer in the office and we haven't got one. Do you want I'm all right for a beer. Yeah, I'm all right for a beer today. Um, but uh, yeah, we had we recorded in my house and we had beer and beer does naturally prolong and parking. the yeah. recording and parking. Yeah. Well. Oh, you did love that parking, didn't you? Yeah. I, I was going to make you a whole tray of it. But yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but um, what didn't I have? There was one thing I didn't have and a I was tray? like, I'm not buying a, a whole. Tray. No, yeah. no it, <laughs> you know what it was? It was golden syrup and yeah. I was like, I'm not buying a whole it's pot of golden, 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 golden syrup. syrup. It's not even the cost. It's just like, I know I won't use a whole thing. Yeah. Although I did that previous tenant did actually. You just stick your finger in. Yeah. It's danger. Yeah, I yeah. did that a lot when I was a teenager, yeah. which I think was why my teeth were so bad <laughs> growing up. Um, for the American listeners, parking's like a super dense, sweet, like a ginger meatloaf. Cake. Yeah, like, did we talk about oh, those? Are two did very different things. Yeah, like in, in terms of like its consistency and yeah, its appearance. Maybe. But it's but it's cake. But it's cake. It's yeah, it's sweet cake. Cake. It's, ginger cake. It's dense. Um, sweet dense ginger cake. Um, Golden syrup is molasses. Was, well, I don't think it is no, molasses. From an I think it's closer to molasses is like uh, treacle. Yeah, it's like black toffee yeah. treacle. Yeah, after the sticky the disaster, s- the sticky disaster. Yeah, that was molasses. From, uh, call, from that episode, a callback. Callback, yeah. Um, so, what is the mood? Oh, do we do we have any corrections first of all, or anything we want to say? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. No. I, th- I think I thought of something from the Halloween thing Did you? afterwards and I said oh I got that bit wrong but I don't think it really matters because it's about ghosts and that so oh yeah 
Like he can't he got be it wrong, wrong about them on a made-up story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, just creating new law. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I was thinking about watching Buffy. Like, I've been watching Buffy recently, mm-hmm. and that whole thing about vampires having that ugly face—they just made that up, didn't they? Really? Like, yeah. No, other people had been oh, quite ugly beforehand. They? Oh, right. I mean, well. true. They've been ugly vampires before. I mean, like, Twilight just decided they sparkle. Yeah, that's true. That's ridiculous. The sexy vampire thing is, like, that's the the first reinvention, isn't it? Is it? Like, I suppose, like, Nosferatu wasn't sexy, was it? You're not that sexy, (laughs) though. Unless you're into that kind of thing, which (laughs) some people are. You're into counts. (laughs) You might have had a banging bottom today. You don't know. I mean, he was skinny, wasn't he? Each to their own. Nosferatu is, like, copyright infringement, isn't it? Because they wanted to make Dracula, but they couldn't get the rights to it, so they just made Nosferatu. (laughs) Is that what happened? Yeah. So it's it's almost identical. So, well, huge parts of it are. Bottomless tub of knowledge of, <laughs> welcome to my tub of tub, knowledge i don't know what else, i don't know Anne rice from. was the worst vampire drama yeah. because all of hers were hot and horny but couldn't fuck ever what, what's uh, really I, weird don't, is I don't i didn't the local partake. library like the leeds little library which is oh, basically yeah. a post box of books in it mm. yeah um they've got loads of vampire chronicles stuff in there and they're all the editions that i had when i was a teenager uh, and i almost took some but i was like no they're they're not good they're <laughs> like they're good. terrible and then the other day i walked past it and I was like, oh, you still can't tempt me. Uh, and then when I got home, the, I read an article that it was the 25th anniversary of the film Interview of the Vampire, yeah. um, like yesterday or something. Oh, so was she the original writer of that? Yeah, in the yeah. 70s. That, well, that was just catch-up of... Well, there are spin-off podcasts, okay, The yeah. Tub of vamp- Vampiric Knowledge. <laughs> yeah, Tub of Vampiric Knowledge. <laughs> like, rather than that book, Vampire, that Buffy's given with all the yeah. knowledge of vampires, yeah, it's episode. just a tub of knowledge. <laughs> one episode just, like, per vampire piece of of media. Yeah. 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 What? Oh, yeah, that would actually be really cool. I bet that exists already. Someone analysing yeah. every vampire. That's actually quite media. a lot as well to get through, like, you've got, you've got one hour to get through the entire of True Blood. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, that's true. Actually, that's a lot. And also, no one wants to—not True Blood specifically—but no one wants to consume the entirety of one <laughs> vampire thing just to then have to do the podcast just for an hour's yeah, worth for an hour, of yeah, material. Exactly. Um, what's the, the mood then, Rick? Mood of mine is like um, just like curious, like cu- ooh, curio. Ooh, there's a bit of disaster in it, but mostly oh, and curious it's a bit, disaster. Yeah, there's a bit a good title. of morbidity in it. It's, the title is Tay Tay on Tour. Okay. Interesting. Uh, mine. The mood of mine is um, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a little bit sad, but generally lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we're doing yours first. Mine. Then. It is sad, but it's not um, like you're not going to cry or anything. It's okay. fine. Um, and I don't know what the title is. Uh, so forget that so Ooh, deal with it. i'll tell you what i'm doing i'm doing a really interesting thing that i should say this week and next week um i'm doing two parallel stories that have crossover points that are oh two separate yeah stories. Cool. yeah so uh if you don't like this one you probably won't like next week's yeah <laughs> uh okay. no i'm only joking um so this is a story of tonya price mm-hmm. does that name ring a bell at all no a little bit but only because my mind said tonya harding interesting it's tonya harding i tonya yeah that's why that's why I was thinking of so I don't know who Tony oh. Price is okay no so it's funny you should say that because because <laughs> I've misread Tony the Price. title no no, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Tony Price is, is Tonya Harding so oh, okay. her name's Tonya Price now but um, her did name she marry be, or just change it she married mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, but yeah, she. So yes, this is the story of Tonya Harding. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know how much of this do you guys know already? I a reasonable amount. Yeah. Have you seen I Tonya? Yeah, I've not. Okay. I know that she's mental. Well, 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 you know, from the trailer I've seen the film, <laughs> she see like we know she's crazy. Margot Robbie is mental. Yeah, in the film, <laughs> in the film. Yeah. Um, so this for you, Abigail, will be just a revisiting of what nice. you already know. Mm-hmm. Nice. But for, for for you, Rick, this could be an education, an exciting um, sports story. Yeah. So I really wanted to do a sports story because I love them. And now that Ethan's not here, I can do them all the time. I keep forgetting that. Like, why couldn't you do um, them when Ethan was here? Well, just that he would do them often as well. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. So we'd. Bo- I didn't want to clash with us both doing sports stories. Cause and people- I notoriously hate sports. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This but- is a good one. Just a quick interjection. Did you watch Little Miss Sumo? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, but I am going to watch good. it. I I'll might watch it tonight. That. Actually, it's only twenty minutes long. Oh. Oh, then definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Um. So yeah. So the story of Tonya Tonya Harding. Mm-hmm. Um. So she was born on the on November the twelfth. 1970 which, which is the day today yeah like, like your first thought was astrological sign and I was impressed with the date yeah. <laughs> um, so it's actually the day so that we were recording today. this which is wild yeah when so, she, so what year was she born 1979 no she was born in 1970 1970 so she would be 49 49 yeah happy birthday Tonya yeah. um, so she was born in Portland Oregon and raised by like primarily by her mum um, so her mum and dad had a really like tempestuous relationship mm. and in the film which is generally accurate there's a few places where the film isn't accurate but m- most of it's generally accurate or Tony says it's accurate mm-hmm. um, um, her, her mum is really difficult right. so um, and it, that's a kind of the theme of this whole story really but um, so her dad leaves when well they get divorced when Tonya's 16 um, but her dad leaves a bit earlier than that. Um, her mum's really strict and abusive, mm-hmm. like maybe like only old school abusive, where she smacked her across the face. Um, yeah. But still, that's that, abusive. Yeah, but I think even <laughs> when parents did give the kids a quick smack, I don't think you smack them on the face, like back of the yeah. legs or the ass. Yeah, it, yeah, she was really beat. Like her mum beat her sometimes, yeah. oh, like bad. in not a good way. Um, so <laughs> not a good way. Yeah, she beat her in not a good way. But uh, yeah, but I mean, obviously back then it was a bit more common mm. than yeah. it is now. Um, but obviously, yeah. Um, and she was extremely tough on her. Um, so she enrolled Tonya in ice skating lessons when she was four. So mm-hmm. she showed a, na- a natural um, a- a- aptitude for it, and her mum. Mm-hmm like enrolled her and really she shouldn't have well not that she shouldn't have been on the ice at that age but mm. normally kids aren't on the ice at four of the age of four but um yeah but tonya was um and she spent most of her like young life training mm-hmm. um because her um her like early coach was like oh actually not only was she young she started young but actually she's incredibly talented mm-hmm. and she had a lot of like drive to right. succeed which i think was probably instilled into her from having an abusive parent who the longer she could have blades on her feet the safer she would <laughs> probably, be probably yeah. yeah um like no yeah go ice skating ma'am like yeah. no you don't have no. to like yeah. I've, I've got my boots on now <laughs> yeah. um but the mum would stand at the side of 
the rink and mm. shout stuff at her. Rip often. their heads off her dolls. So, and yeah, basically. She's like a pageant <laughs> mum. Yeah. Like yeah. For ice skating. But yeah, yeah but like yeah. for a discernible talent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not, just, yeah. Not just being like, moderately yeah, attractive. Yeah. Making your child. Wearing a lot of makeup. Wearing, yeah. What weird. Yeah. <laughs> Putting your five year old in false eyelashes. Yeah, in yeah. a swimsuit. Uh, it makes your skin crawl, doesn't it? Actually? Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, the mum was called Lavona. Um, so she was a single parent mm-hmm. for a lot of the time and she really struggled to support them because um, she was a waitress. So all of Tonya's costumes, which have to be like these special fancy costumes, mm-hmm. she had to like hand sew um, for her because they couldn't just buy the ones in the special skating shops. Um so yeah so she ended up being like an exceptionally talented skater and um she dropped she actually just dropped out of high school eventually and just focused entirely on skating because Mm -hmm. she had a lot of talent and because her mum was so incredibly pushy um she there's always something about her that the judges didn't like Mm -hmm. um so you can look at it a lot of different ways so um you might say like her costumes weren't quite up to scratch and back then it was like the world was like um, the world of skating figure skating was like you were supposed to be like in in the US for example you're supposed to be like the American dream you know the perfect person with the perfect family Mm -hmm. Um, and Tonya was like considered trailer trash you know she wasn't trailer trash but like she was considered trailer trash yeah yeah, class prejudice Yeah, yeah exactly um so they never liked her mm-hmm. um i mean the judges i think if the judges were sort of to, de- to defend themselves they'd say like maybe some of her conduct didn't seem just unbecoming of a nice skatress. yeah and just like yeah. maybe she like she was technically exceptional like the stuff that she could do on skates n- a lot of the time none of the other people could do yeah. or some of the other people could do but yeah like yeah. forward roll yeah <laughs> but she was like she was just like exceptional technically it was interesting um, about it is like obviously it's a real woman's life and it did get made into a film mm. but if it never happened you would just be describing a good sports film yeah where yeah. like oh yeah, they're not given a chance even though they're really good because yeah. and that's why it's crapper. really it's incredible to watch because mm. like you're watching it and like she does this amazing thing and she'll get like a technical score of six, I think, which six point zero, which I think is the a top, top score. Yeah. Um, and but then for the for the other things for like her flair or I don't know what they call it, but like yeah. you know like and her finesse, how fancy you are. She'll get yeah, yeah, she'll get like much lower scores. Dressage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, um, and there's like a moment in the film where um, she it is actually true, although it didn't happen in this exact way. Mm-hmm. That um, the judges criticized her uh, or gave her a bad score and she like kicked off at them and was like um like i don't have five grand to spend on fancy costumes and stuff like that um but anyway what whatever the reason they didn't like her they thought she wasn't the right fit for Mm -hmm. the sport um but she continued to compete and she was like i say technically exceptional um so she climbed the ranks in the u.s figure skating championships between uh, 1986 and 1989 and she won what was called uh, the Skate America competition in 1989 mm-hmm. so she was like a real rising star and this was when she was still really young um, She she's still known as the first American female figure skater to land a triple axle jump in a competition mm-hmm. 
um, which happened in 1991, um, and she won the ladies single title at the US Championships in 1991. Um so if you what you can go so go on YouTube and watch the watch footage of her around. doing that and yeah. it is it's not just the triple axel jump because to to people like I think it's three It's like and an, a half it's like Tony Hawk's 900 isn't it? Maybe yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but like to a to a layman watching it you're like oh that's impressive but you yeah. you know like you don't know how impressive it is but actually just the rest of her routine's incredible as well like all the other stuff that she does all the different pieces of her routine mm-hmm. are like amazing to watch and um, she's doing it in like a burlap sack just yeah, like. <laughs> yeah pretty much. no her costume <laughs> just to, in I mean, overalls or something. to the untrained eye her costumes look fine yeah. like but she rubbed the judges up the wrong way from day one as well because she a lot of them would be competing to like the music was mozart or you know something really like grand yeah. and classical and she she would choose like zz top or whatever you know like um something fun and interesting yeah, <laughs> yeah. like something with a bit more energy to it well y- y- that you would think mm-hmm. but they, the judges just didn't like that they mm-hmm. at the time like, it wasn't the man with a monocle that pops out like, everyone's yeah, against yeah exactly um so yeah so she'd she wasn't the first person ever to have achieved the triple axel jump but she was the first person to have done it in a competition mm-hmm. uh, first woman to have done it in a competition um but since after 1991 she never managed to do it in a competition again so she tried it a number of times Mm -hmm. and she never landed it correctly um and there are a lot of reasons why that might be so she became she got too much junk in the trunk no, <laughs> no. <laughs> although that is one thing they do but that criticize. Is definitely like a thing. She's yeah, really like a, muscular, yeah. or she was really yeah. muscular, and people would they would call her fat all the time because she didn't look. I mean, like she's clearly she's now. yeah a, con, a competitive athlete. There's no yeah. way yeah, she was ever going to be considered be fat. fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, you could easily be too heavy yeah. just yeah. from muscle mass. But it wasn't. So. It wasn't that. Um, and actually, if anything, having those muscles probably helped her mm-hmm. do do those kind of um jumps and stuff but um she i think the press scrutiny got her a lot got her a lot mm. so people really started to like be like who is this weird wild figure skater yeah. like competing um it's obviously extremely tough competition and her mum was still like being extremely overbearing as well um but actually she realized later that the skates that she'd been using um had been mounted incorrectly so like one of them one of the blades was slightly off which can make a ton of difference like i would try to mount my own skates and it was sideways yeah yeah i forgot how to skate so um yeah so it it makes the world difference and obviously when you're competing at that level even a millimeter it's yeah really minor stuff isn't it yeah exactly so in um but in but nevertheless so she had a few bad competitions but then in january 1994 she won uh, the us championships again um so what was so what's really interesting at this point is she had this rival nancy kerrigan mm-hmm. um who have you heard that name before vaguely yeah yeah i think it's because it was like is she i feel like that's the name of like a daytime television host now. Um, yeah she might be now yeah. i don't know but um they so i think because this case became so famous in the 90s these these names are in our heads somewhere yeah like deep they've down been, yeah we've seen different well, like referenced versions. on the simpsons yeah, or something exactly. and you never really know south park probably yeah. as well oh, you don't you don't watch south park do you i really no. think you should you would love how much it, it like takes on religion yeah. in a way that 
Just too much of it. I can't, I can't go back. I can't go back. Yeah, it's like football. Yeah. I keep meaning to get into season, season one, one of that, football, but yeah. it's 150 years <laughs> it old. I think they are on like. <laughs> not being recorded. <laughs> yeah. I think they are on like season 22 or 23 yeah, now or something. It is a lot. Yeah. But. But like you don't episodes. have to have watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could tell you where to start and you'd mm-hmm. like it. Anyway. Um, oh, and actually, there's some on Netflix. You should actually watch some yeah. on Netflix. But you can do it if you want. Nancy Kerrigan. Um, so she was a rival skater. They were actually, like, not friends, but they knew each other quite... Well, they were friends. Like, they knew yeah, each other quite well. They shared a room often when they were in competitions and things mm-hmm. like that. They were the same age, obviously. Um, so Nancy Kerrigan came from kind of a similar background. So she was always perceived as being posh um but actually like her her family are like blue collar workers and her mm-hmm. dad worked two jobs um to support her career and she did always have the fancy he was gear. A, a brain surgeon and a pilot yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but um yeah so she she's actually from a not too dissimilar mm-hmm. background even though it's often told differently um so 1994 uh kerrigan and harding are like rivals mm-hmm. everyone's like who's it gonna be um, and there are a few other people kind of up there, but those were the two main ones that everyone yeah. had their eye on. Um, and uh, Kerrigan had got a bronze medal in the 1992 Olympics um, where H- Harding had failed. Um, I, can't, I can't remember what happened with the Olympics. Never mind. Um, but something fucked up at the Olympics. I can't really remember what it was. I think maybe the pressure got to her mm-hmm. or something. Oh, that might be when she... At one point she she broke a lace before she was due to skate right. and she just couldn't complete the routine because her lace was broken which doesn't seem like a big deal but obviously but if you smash your ankles i guess i mean yeah it becomes a career ending problem well just even just like you probably can't get the grip on the ice mm. without your shoe being done up properly. it's probably like an old old ice skaters curse isn't it maybe maybe that's it yeah so um yeah so um People kind of saw Harding as as the underdog mm-hmm. and Kerrigan as the favourite. Um, during the time that Tonya, during the time that Tonya had had a few bad years, mm-hmm. she was also married to this guy called Jeff Galuli, um, which I'll no, love. nowhere. Yeah, he changed it later on. Well, um, you would, wouldn't you? But yeah, but yeah. Check Galooli. out my Galulis, Galulis. I, I don't know what the origins of that name are, but it's not just Jeff Jeff's Ghoulies. Jeff maybe it's French Um, so yeah so uh, she had this abusive ex-husband so Mm. she'd been married to him he'd been abusive she'd left him um, and they'd broken up but they still were on speaking terms Mm -hmm. Um, and um, yeah um, what so one one day four days before the um, let me think four days before the competition yeah and six weeks before so f- four days before the um skate us figure skate championships <laughs> <laughs> sorry um and six weeks before the olympics oh yeah um who they were both favorites for um nancy kerrigan was um like kind of like backstage after training mm-hmm. um and some a man clubbed her on the knee with like a collapsible baton oh no yeah um and it was like a 53 centimeter asp telescopic baton um which i don't know but that's a big baton yeah 53 centimeters um and it hit just above her right knee 
and she didn't break a leg which was good but she bruised it enough to, n- not, to not be able, able to compete, compete. Yeah. yeah exactly um so the fbi ended up looking into this which i find a bit much mm-hmm. but fine um and um it turned out that um there was a guy called oh, what was his name I've got it. I've I've written this down in different. I'm telling it now in a random order that I hadn't written it down in. So <laughs> apologies. There's so many names and dates in this thing. Um, Sean Eckhart um, was a friend of Jeff Galuli, mm-hmm. so the ex-husband. Um, this guy Sean fancied himself as like a kind of bouncer, security guy yeah. to Tonya. Um, even though Tonya no didn't really him like him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah exactly yeah but you can imagine like from where they grew up with nothing going on tonya being a successful figure skater was probably attractive people just flocked to her be like yeah exactly um so as it turned out um this guy sean had hired um a guy whose name i have not written down something stamped i'll come back to that um and uh, he was like a bit of a well-known, not not a hitman or anything, but mm-hmm. just a bit of a thug. A you know, like yeah, yeah, you could hire him to like fuck people up, which is what happened. So apparently, um, uh, this guy had got in touch with this hitman guy's uncle, um, and this guy was only twenty-two at the time, mm-hmm. um, asking if he would hurt someone for money, and then um, they said uh, it involved slicing her Achilles tendon oh no yeah and he was like no I'm not going to do that Um, he said basically I'll just injure her enough so that she can't skate yeah um, which he did Um, and it's quite when you watch the film if you watch the film or if you read more about the case Mm -hmm. there's a lot more like twists and turns to it Um, but essentially it was tracked down very quickly that um, it was uh, well it was traced back to Sean Eckhart Mm -hmm. who then said oh Jeff Galuli it, it was Jeff Galuli's it was all idea. yeah it was all Galuli it was Galuli's the mastermind <laughs> yeah. behind this um, and then the interview- like so you can't just make up false people <laughs> your statement has to name. be truthful <laughs> <laughs> at least make it plausible yeah. um, but uh, yeah and so and then when the FBI brought in Jeff Galuli he was like yeah uh, Tony knew all about it and was, had been involved yeah. with it from the start she picked out the baton yeah, 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 she went baton shopping. Um, so Tonya Harding always says that she um, had known they were going to send threatening letters to her, mm-hmm. and actually Tonya had received one herself that I think it turned out later was from Sean, the weird bodyguard guy. Um, and I it's think like he, cover. Yeah, it seems yeah. like he was like making a case for himself to be her protection and she didn't skate in one competition yeah, yeah because she'd received a threatening letter extortion yeah exactly <laughs> yeah definitely um and yeah so she thought that that was what oh she claims that she thought that nancy kerrigan was going to get one of these threatening letters mm-hmm. but there are some things that suggest that she might have been more involved mm-hmm. so she um th- the fbi went through her bins and found a piece of paper that in her in tony's handwriting with all nancy kerrigan's training times on it right so it kind of suggested that she might have been involved with the planning mm-hmm. although i don't think necessarily that that's conclusive yeah she might just like there's all sorts of reasons why you might want to know she could be inspiring to much. find out what her routine exactly. is yeah, yeah exactly um and although um tonya never um explained that 
or anything, mm. which which does sound incriminating. Anyway, it all obviously went to court. It blew up. It was massive. Like she was stripped of. In fact, not yet. In a minute, mm-hmm. um, she was so, stripped. She was stripped. Yeah, yeah, in court. So she ended up pleading guilty to hindering the prosecution, mm-hmm. which I think is harsh. Anyway, yeah. like, what were her lawyers doing to have ended up with her getting involved? You know, like actually having like a criminal case brought against yeah. her. Um, uh, but that was because she um, had known about the, the who did the attack afterwards and not told anyone. And not told anyone. Yeah, mm. exactly. Stitches so, get stitches. Exactly. That's why she knows. Yeah. So the prosecution reckons she was much more involved um, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but they accepted a plea bargain, basically, uh, because it included a felony charge, which meant that she was sentenced to... Well, she had um, three years of supervised probation, 500 hours of community service, um, a $100,000 state fine... Uh, she had to set up a $50,000 fund for the Special Olympics um, and she had to reimburse the police, uh, the prosecutor, in fact, um, they for, seem like for $10,000. Obscene. Yeah. Money, yeah. yeah like, well, that's obscene amount of money. Like, no matter how w- successful she is, she ain't going to be that. Yeah. Like, and also, she wasn't like, that sponsorable as a Weird stater. punishments. Yeah. That, like... Community service and time served, but, like, you've got to set up a charitable foundation for the Special for Olympics. Special Olympics. Like, yeah. Why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, it would be it would be nice, but the punishment doesn't fit the crime, does well, it? Really, unless and it gets worse. So, um, she was the main kind of the all of that stuff she wasn't bothered about. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she was obviously bothered, but yeah. she was just like, I can deal with that. But the last thing that the judge said was that she had to surrender her membership of the uh, U.S. Figure Skating Association. Which basically meant she couldn't she skate, couldn't skate ever yeah. again. But um, wh- why is that the? Ju- how, how does the how judge, does the judge have power over know. that association? I have no idea. <laughs> like I can understand I mean, if they said suspect, we are going to kick you out of yeah, this. I suspect they were couldn't wait to get rid of her. So yeah. maybe they could have fought it. You know, like maybe she couldn't have fought it. But she, like in the film in court, she's like, "I'll do anything. I'll do prison time. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know about it. I'll, you know, like." Like I, I'll I'll do whatever you want me to do, but just not that, mm-hmm. um, because you know figure skating had been like all she'd had her entire yeah. life. Um, so yeah, so then she and it was as simple as she was literally barred for life from skating. Um, so there's some things that she could do relating to skating if she wanted to. Ice hockey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, um, basically, the U.S. Figure Skating Association runs so much stuff in the U.S. that's to do with figure skating. Big, big skating. Yeah, it big skating. America, exactly. Yeah. Big but even the things that it's not directly involved with, it's tangen- tangentially involved with. So, uh, like the war in Iraq. You know, like yeah. <laughs> 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 but like, if she couldn't, like, she could have coached people, but she couldn't have gone to competitions yeah. and stuff like that. So, but you can coach, but you can't go on the ice. I mean, literally, yeah, like, basically. Lots of weird that, caveats. Yeah. yeah. So, but you have to be facing the other way. You're <laughs> yeah, not allowed to talk to any of the mums. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. you have to be in disguise. Um, so, obviously, she became, like, incredibly famous from that. Mm-hmm. Um, she After that, she worked as a welder, a painter, a metal fabrication company, um, a That's hardware sweet. sales clerk at Sears, uh, which is an American department store, I think. Tweet that she went from, like, 
um you know relatively elegant sport mm. to being like i'm gonna get into like hardware like that's what well, that, that's I think, my thing like, that's the kind of stuff she really loved actually yeah. like um from being young she smashing things and, and breaking things yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um breaking kneecaps she just yeah. um she yeah so she was kind of like a keen mechanic mm-hmm. and a, like a hunter and stuff like that turns um, out the only thing she couldn't fix was her career exactly exactly what? Um, <laughs> why did you do that so mean. <laughs> um so yeah um and she faced someone called paula jones who i didn't look up in a celebrity boxing match in uh, 2002 and had like a bit of a boxing career in 2003 but yeah, yeah it wasn't like um amazing um and then this film recently come out, yeah. which has like attracted a lot more interest in her. She's still an exceptional skater, even though mm-hmm. she can't compete anymore, and she's told to compete now anyway. Um, and yeah, and I think we're in an age of like rede- redeem, like looking at those people who we demonise so much, like in the nineties especially, mm-hmm. and realizing that actually, like, it's those people; those are real people that you know, like, aren't necessarily a national joke, yeah, <laughs> an international yeah. joke. Um, so uh, the story is more complex than just yeah, exactly. She took out the composition, yeah, because she may or may not have took exactly, out the composition, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm um, excited to see how where the connection is, like how it intersects yeah. to next week's story. Yeah, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, is it? Oh, I don't want to guess because if I guess right, got, you can all guess. of her stories from now on will be about someone having their knees taken out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think it's it connects via the guy that sean eckhart oh. i think he might be the person that courtney love he claims that courtney love paid him to kill oh, kurt cobain oh, oh, no it's not oh, it's like early 90s it's around the same time yeah. well, i guess we'll do that one yeah. sometime yeah. yeah we'll do that one yeah. um so yeah so the film's really worth watching i think mm-hmm. alison jenny won a i was nominated for a golden globe she should it. be in everything she does. Yeah, she's she, so she's the mum and she's fucking she's, horrible. She's yeah. um, like the female J.K. Simmons, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Like they yeah. just look like yeah. each other. They're oh, a couple in something, and oh, they, they look and behave Juno. very. Yeah. Juno, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they look really like each other and behave very much like each yeah. other. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're both yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So she's exceptional, and uh, yeah, it's just an all round good film. It does. I still think. I still feel like the film does poke fun at her a little bit. Mm. Um, and especially in like a trailer trashy kind of way that's yeah. like oh look at her um, and actually the apparently the abuse that's in the film isn't isn't actually as bad as what she really went through right. which is really grim um, but and it's still quite hard to watch yeah um, and it's just a really unusual film that's really worth watching yeah, so I'll check it out um, yeah um, oh and there's one more thing I had to add about Tanya Harding which was oh it was just about she's price she got married tall. again oh right um, yeah, yeah. Um, and she married quite like a nice guy who does something normal I can't remember what his job was um, and assassin she seemed quite happy yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, knee surgeon he, um, yeah. oh my god turns out he, he can along. fix her yeah. yeah I don't know yeah good good one thanks nice, nice one. one mate cheers uh, I think my story is quite short because it's only one page of notes. That's good because I went really off on one this week. I just really love that story. So that's just interesting. Yeah. We should do more sports stories, definitely. Yeah. Mm. And you guys should definitely watch uh, Little Miss Sumo. Yeah. Like, um, it's just about this woman in Japan 
in Japan, um, you can't be a professional female sumo like after the age of sixteen. Oh. Like they, you can practice sumo in school. Yeah. Um, but then once you finish, they don't allow women to continue it in any kind of way. What? You can on the you can compete on the world stage. There's like a world oh. women's championship, but of course, like it doesn't mean anything if you can't be the champion in your own country. Yeah, and also like it kind of det- deters women from from even get getting yeah. to the international stage yeah um but it's really good because she's really adorable and really oh. funny um and it's a really short documentary that's like watching a, a full sports like oh, docudrama great. like oh God, it's got I'm all the peaks it. and troughs but oh, very very quickly um, um oh, while we're here as well losers um on netflix losers yeah it's a documentary about people who have um, oh the people who come actually, second yeah yeah yeah, which is really good, but there it's like there are a lot of women on it that I don't want to always go about on about women, but there are a lot of women on it who have really overcome adversity in one way or another, yeah. or like f- they've been discriminated against in in something, or you know, in some cases attacked. Although this story wasn't on it, yeah. Um, but it's a different story. But um, a lot of the men that are on it are like, oh yeah, he got all these opportunities and he didn't make the most of them, which I do find a bit annoying. Or like they were just very good, but then. They weren't quite good enough, and it's like I I get what I get what you're doing, but like, could you not find any cases of of men who'd been discriminated against? Like, there, there yeah. will be plenty of cases. Yeah, no, definitely. Also, really. you know, gay guy who tries to compete in something, or like, I don't know. There's probably loads of yeah. examples. Basically, any sport that's got um, that is practiced for amateur reasons, mm. when amateur just means rich people can do it for fun, yeah, yeah and then exactly. professional reason means someone has to be good enough to do it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, okay so this is called Tete on Tour, which I realise will only make sense at the end of the story, so be excited it's for that explanation. Yeah, um, so um, it's set in 1883, so ages ago, um, <laughs> and the Dr. John Struthers, his real man, um, he uh, works at the University of Aberdeen in Scotland. Fancy. Um, he's really into Charles Darwin, like massively into Charles Darwin. 
um, he's a comparative biologist, so like he, he looks at the inner workings of animals to figure out how they have evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd set up a museum. Oh, sorry, he'd set up a zoological museum um, at the university to like really promote Darwin's theories because they were so kind of you know people weren't fo- people either couldn't understand them or mm. uh, because the Victorians were really into romanticism in nature mm. they couldn't comprehend that nature is like a horrible place where animals oh, yeah. just fucking kill each other and that's all they're really interested in I have quite a Victorian attitude though to nature yeah. like I don't want to hear about animals eating other animals or like you know like carnivorous plants when people are like oh you've got look at yeah. my Venus flytrap I'm like honestly bin it like I don't want to see that I had a Venus flytrap for ages did you yeah. Did you actually that's quite impressive it flowered yeah did as it well, yeah. they're really hard to look after as well people don't realise but... like bizarrely it grew, it grew really like one very long stem that was really really tall um it did it did die because it's like you said they're really hard to keep they're not, yeah they're not yeah. but i did i would catch flies and purposely oh you fed it yeah <laughs> well i just thought what are the chances of a fly landing on that it's gonna be yeah, zero true. like yeah. its mouth was when it's like leaves mouth is open yeah. it's only about the size of a do you penny. catch live flies and Oh yeah. yeah. Whoa, brutal. Mm. Nature's cruel. I know, it mean, really <laughs> being cruel. Um so yeah, Struthers, right. So we're well we're not in media because I've already started the story, but yeah. he's performing a dissection on a humpback whale. Ooh. Um the whale is forty five feet long and weighs twenty nine tons. Whoa. As he cuts into it with these big Knife, mm. <laughs> like, I can't remember his big scalpel, like yeah, his oversized yeah, comedy scalpel. It's yeah, like a sword or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it makes a mess, like its innards spill out yeah. everywhere. Uh. Um, on the floor around, there's a scatter. Someone had put down a scattering of sawdust oh, <laughs> to catch any mess. Um, but yeah, it, um, it's not enough to absorb the massive amounts of effluence that comes out of the mm. whale. Um, which ruins the evening wear and top hat that he is wearing, um, as well as splashing on the nearby military band that are there during the the dissection. I bet those uniforms are really hard to clean as well, especially in those days. Particularly with whale blubber all over them. Um, So, yeah, and actually quite a lot of it splashed onto the pink audience that was watching him in the Dundee I mean if you're paying you're paying your money you want to be in the splash zone yeah. really? so yeah yeah it's like sea world <laughs> yeah. so all these people get splashed um and also this is in 1883 in December in Dundee so imagine how oh yeah it's a December so yeah. imagine how cold it is and people yeah, have all frigid. come to this <laughs> this scrapyard <laughs> to watch yeah. this whale get chopped up um so yeah he was like doing it in front of a paying audience with a live band and it wasn't his his choice so what had happened is uh a few weeks before that the humpback whale had been spotted in the firth of tay all right um i think a firth is just a scottish word for like an estuary, estuary. Yeah. yeah um crazy aren't they yeah um and like people were going mental because they'd he- they'd heard of whales yeah but it was very rare that uh, that you taught you your commoner could ever see a yeah, whale. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair because you'd have to go out on a boat. Yeah, to to have seen one. Um, um, yeah, so people are going crazy in Dundee, like yeah. running down to the shore to be like, "Oh, let's let's go look at the whale. Let's go look at the whale that's you know in the canal, whatever." Yeah. Um, it's really because it was a really unusual event, but it was particularly unlucky for the whale because <laughs> um, 
I mean, we already know what happens to it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Dundee was one of Britain's whaling capitals at the Oof. time. Oh, so, bad timing. Also, quite a lot of Arctic whalers um, had finished for the season because obviously it gets too cold in the, uh, the Arctic to continue hunting. And a lot of them, like, oh, take their break yeah. in Dundee. Oh. <laughs> so not only is it, like, pre-built for whaling, lots of people who love killing whales oh, are there no. when it rocks up. Oh. Um, so, yeah, they immediately decide, oh, well, we need to go and hunt it then because it's, yeah. it's favourable seasons and whales bring in a lot of money. Um, so on New Year's Eve, um, 1883, uh, maybe 1882, I wasn't really clear... A lot of my, sometimes I read a story and it passes over into the next year mm. and then I'm not sure when the event is supposed to be yeah. at that point. Yeah, it's annoying when what you're reading is actually vague and you have a few questions and you're like, yeah. what I need is a precise timeline. Exact what states. What happened and when. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, they they hunt the wheel, uh, hunt the wheel, hunt the whale <laughs> um, on New Year's Eve, like finally cornered it um, and like they harpoon it and fill it with shot and stuff, mm. um, but it escapes. Yes. Like he got away. I mean, we um, know where it ends yeah. up anyway, so it's not um, going to be a happy story. But they were like, we've, we've got it. He, he's dead. There's nowhere that whale's escaping now. And a week later, some fishermen are like out on the firth and they see what they think is a boat when it is, in fact, um, the whale. And these fishermen drag it to. It's dead. It's yeah, it's dead. Yeah. It's dead. They not drag it onto guy. the shore. Um, and like, where I got this story from, it's like. All the bars and pubs in the local area started having booming trade because people were like traveling to Dundee to see, to see yeah. like a big fuck off whale. I would though, wouldn't you? Yeah, like, like no people go to the National History Museum. Going on, I'd be like, sorry, I'm off. Excuse I me. See the yeah, whale. if yeah. someone said there's a whale in the Leeds Liverpool Canal, do you want to oh go God. down? And you'd yeah. be like, yeah, let's go. I'd be like, get a pint, get have my phone ready, a meal deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, Struthers, our scientist. Mm. He wants to take the whale away for examination and for dissection so there can be some value from its, yeah. you know, death. Makes sense. Um, he thinks it's worth studying. But he is outbid for it um, by a local oil merchant mm. named John Greasy John Woods. <laughs> so I did Greasy John. Greasy John. In, yeah, so he's, <laughs> this guy's called Greasy John. Oh, I've known a few Greasy Johns in my yeah. life. Oh, no, sorry, he's not Greasy. He's Greasy Johnny. <laughs> Ah, oh, even worse. It is a bit worse. Um, yeah. yeah, so, like, he, his names tells you everything you need to yeah. know about the character. But aside from the fact that he's actually an oil salesman, mm. um, an oil merchant, rather, he's, mm. you know, he's a, a greasy kind of salesman. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Greasy Johnny, I'm going to refer to him by his nickname, not his full name for the rest of the thing, paid, in today's money, £34,000 for the whale's carcass. Um, which obviously indicates like how valuable it yeah. is to him because he's obviously going to make money from it. Mm. Um, and it said like he dragged it to his scrapyard some miles away with um, like I think he said it like a crew of twenty horses and it took him twenty hours Whoa. to dr- just like drag it to his scrapyard. Um, so yeah, once he got it to the scrapyard, um, basically he charge people to come in and look at it um, and get like commemorative photographs with the whale Uh, and it was like blowing people's minds Um, and it said that a quarter of the entire population of Dundee had paid to see the whale at some point and obviously people went multiple times because they were like you wouldn't believe it I must have made so much money yeah oh yeah he's making bank (sighs) I wish we could find something like that a big whale yeah Struthers 
is so he's annoyed he's like oh you know i wanted that for scientific reasons and you're just getting your money out of it mm. money's worth out of it um so he strikes up a bargain with greasy johnny and johnny's like look you can come into sex the whale miles away from the university in my scrapyard so long as i can charge people to watch you do that mm. uh, which is like oh, well all right then and he's like also any parts of it that i need for my business remove and give it to me like the ambergris i guess yeah they love that don't they're they fucking mad for ambergris that, that's what makes perfume isn't it it is yeah. it makes some perfumes i don't yeah. know if it's all of them not in lush because they're vegan no um i was trying to think of something like awful they could put in but it would break the fundamental principle oh, of the rule right. that they're vegans it's like not it's like, like human ambergris yeah <laughs> ambergris <sighs> Oh, I'd, episode that'd title. Be right off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is, is like dissecting the whale um, and preserving the value parts, but it, it's like being out of the water now for a couple of weeks. And even yeah. though that it's freezing cold temperature, um, it is starting to rot and yeah. just dissolve and die. And people are complaining that they're going. And what they've seen is like just a lump of tissue that they can't Ooh. really figure oh, out no. what it's supposed to be. I mean, that's capitalism, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's just like, oh, okay. Greasy Johnny's got a plan. He's, he still <laughs> needs, right. wants to wet his beak. Um, oh. So what, <laughs> what Johnny does is um, understanding that its value is deteriorating. Mm. He um, artificially stuffs the whale to, oh. to give it back some semblance right. of its yeah. previous shape. It's very um, entrepreneurial of him. It is. And then he tours Scotland with it and the north of England oh, wow. for a couple of weeks, showing it around, being like, here's the whale we caught. And yeah, like business is, is absolutely booming. Yeah. Struthers is still annoyed because basically he's still not getting the chance to dissect it. Yeah, when he was promised. Yeah. Eventually, like, um, Greasy Johnny's like, right, I'm coming back. And like, once I come back, you can do your final dissection and you know we'll we'll just be done with this will mm. at last um so it's on a train it gets back to dundee and um struthers is doing his final dissection or one of his final dissections and he's cutting into the head um and while he's cutting into the head um they discover a human body <gasps> what yeah <laughs> so oh there's God. a little bit at the end isn't it yeah um so what's happening is like uh humpback whales just have uh baleen teeth like they just have like little they're like strands so they're mostly plankton and some small fish yeah but what happened uh they've discovered later is that um someone who was homeless had snuck onto the train and seeking warmth stuck snuck into the whale and then not being able to get out and suffocated and died but yeah obviously struthers is cutting up this whale and then suddenly there's a human body in it and he's like that wasn't there when I sent it away. <laughs> like, yeah. why is this here now? Um, so yeah, like that. That they just solved that cra- like the yeah. crime. It's just a homeless. Like it's yeah. just a homeless man. Yeah. Um, you know, it's yeah. not. The, no one did a crime. Yeah, Greasy Johnny didn't kill anyone <laughs> no. and be like put him in the whale. Very I'll send a mess. He's sleeping with a fishies now. <laughs> and Struthers like they're actually mammals. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. shut up, Struthers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, in the end, um, Greasy Johnny and Eddie Phil of the whale and it was rotten and falling to bits anyway so he just gave it to Struthers in the end um, and it took him in total three years to fully dissect and clean 
Whoa. like whale carcass because they're so big yeah. um and like the way you have to clean and polish their bones and reassemble them like takes so long and yeah. you have to like let them parts of them naturally rot away mm. um and the bones of the beast which became known as the tay whale which is why it was tay tay on tour ah. um you can still pay to go in well you can go still go and see it but what? you can go and see it for free um, yes. because its bones uh, are now on show in the McManus Museum of Dundee ah. um, which I wanted to call the Mac M Anus Museum <laughs> but I forgot That's to do it called. so yeah my favourite McDonald's order yeah the <laughs> <laughs> uh. Mackey's Anus Museum <laughs> So that's wow. the tear te- the tear whale. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Oh, that's re- that's really interesting story. I, 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 I can't. I ended up finding it like on a list of un- I think it was like a list of unusual to- things that have toured Britain. Oh, so there's nice. some like good stuff on there. And I yeah. think there's some stuff we'd actually done on the. Well, stories. I might have to refine it because <laughs> yeah. it was weeks ago. Um, but I'm certain there was some stuff we'd done on the podcast before, like mm. unusual things that happened in Britain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was just quite good. That's good. And then when I found out the thing about there's the dead hobo in the, yeah, uh, even like added to it. And I you, love you it. You go see it. Dead hobo yeah. just D- tops off any story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could call the episode "Dead Hobo" or "Ambages." Yeah, <laughs> there's something we said right at the start as well that I thought was good, but we'll see. Listen, the listeners yeah, will listen know before it. we yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Nice one. Any corrections, Abigail? Uh, just confirmations, really. So, Kirsten Dunn's character in Interview with a Vampire is called Claudia. Uh, Shane Stant was the name of Shane, Shane Stant. Stant. Yeah. yeah. Sears is an American department store chain. Great. Uh, and Tonya Harding's actually been married twice since her first marriage. Oh. But her current husband, Joseph Price, is a heating and air conditioning worker. There we go. And apparently huh. she sometimes do- goes on construction projects with him. Oh, she's nice. a real hands-on gal. Yeah. yeah. So when she worked at Sears, she said that often men would be like, um, "I need to speak to a man about these tools or whatever," yeah. and she like always proved that she knew way more than. Yeah, but like, no, I, I've got one stuck to my penis. So <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I want to see a male doctor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, cool. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, let's do thank yous okay mm-hmm. so thank you to producer Jada who isn't here today um, but may or may not be editing this episode depending on how busy she is she's got a new job mm. so A congratulations and B mm, well done maybe thank you what's a new job PR mm, PR PR yeah it sounds quite hard as well mm-hmm. yeah um, but I'm sure uh, she can do anything she can do anything she yeah. sets her mind to mm. um so she'll be good at it. She's like a social anyway, media star she as well. Is. She's so. an actual influencer. Yeah. So uh yes. So thank you to the listeners and thank you even more to the listeners who subcri- subscribe to our Patreon, uh, which is I, w- I wouldn't say at this point paying for this or anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. anything what it is doing is paying the money that i already owe you guys from the company (laughs) (laughs) um so if you value this in any way even the smallest amount um if you could help us out financially we are so broke yes how much is the lowest tier again two pound thirty and like for the american listener that's like three dollars three dollars that's not even a price of a coffee probably in america i can't really remember how much it was in america uh, but I, I do remember somebody saying the British, an American saying the British coffees are really expensive. We have to import it. Yeah, I'm not exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, from Starbucks yeah. in Seattle. 
Um, where, where the beans are grown. Yeah. On the hill, yeah. on, the, on the hillsides of Seattle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Have I said everything? Oh, just follow us on social media. Um. So at here's a crazy story on Instagram. Jad has been doing some really good stuff on Instagram. Um. And at the overtake on everything else. Yes. Yeah. Cool. That's it. That. Thanks. Informal goodbye. Bye. Bye. Informal goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.